This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Welcome to Thursday edition. Steve House joining me right now. Dr. Kelly is traveling and will not be able to get off of the airplane in time. So, Steve, it's just you and me. Uh, you know, back to the old days, John. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, we did this for a very long time before bringing her in. And uh, I don't get me wrong, I miss her and all of her expertise. But, you know, it's not our first rodeo. No, I wonder if we're. I, I wondered today earlier if we would be doing this when the next pandemic hits. Yeah. Will we still be talking about vaccines and poor quality decisions in Washington D.C. and around the world on medicine and things like that? Unfortunately, I think we will. I have something I wanted to kick off and start playing because it really kind of goes into what you and I are going to cover today as well. Now, I shortened this up because. This was a replay of a Kramer video, and sometimes his language isn't the best, and he says some words that are probably okay for radio, but probably not okay for me and my program. So I eliminated that, but bottom line, he said, listen, I told you guys all this years ago, you need to send this out to as many people as you now can. It's the same thing Steve Kelly and I have been talking about now for the past couple of years. Let me just play this, and you guys will get the idea of what... I am talking about. Here we go. You asked us to show just the one chart that tells the entire story. This is that chart. Um, The UK government, until this summer, was reporting a data series that showed the relative mortality rates for the vaccinated and unvaccinated by the number of doses of the vaccine. We've done what we think is really professional work with this, and we think it simplifies down to a conclusion that says that through the last available data set, the people in the UK who took the vaccine have a 26% higher mortality rate. The people who are under the age of 50 who took the vaccine now have a 49% higher mortality rate. And worst of all, um, the people who only took one dose of the vaccine have approximately 145% dose uh, worse mortality rate. That last data point is on its face confusing especially because it seems like there's more and more, you know, it just doesn't make a ton of sense, unless you realize that what's going on with this really is that the people who took the dose, the first dose, in the United States, that's about 12% of people, but then stopped taking any other doses. Those people, through their choice to stop, disproportionately the ones who were harmed. And so what we're concluding is that if you happen to be an unlucky person who was in some fashion even moderately injured with a minor injury and decided not to continue, the statistics, the best statistics we have, show that you're going to have, at least through today, maybe it'll get better, you know, and obviously we're all here because we're hoping to find treatments 
and cures and screening and interventions. You know, but if that doesn't happen, we have to assume that this is now the baseline. There's going to be 145% higher mortality. And if you were to take these numbers and just apply them to the United States, that ends up being something like 600,000 excess deaths per year in the United States from this higher vaccine-induced mortality. And you know, that's, that's obviously a really concerning thing. And we're, I'm, I'm happy you called the meeting. And I, I'm, I know we all hope... It- all right, I'll stop it there. Steve, it goes along with some of the things you and I were going to talk about today anyways. But have you heard those numbers prior to that audio? Yeah, the 600,000 number for sure. You know, we were reviewing Albert Dowd's numbers for the U.K., um, which aren't really any better. I mean, it's uh, really, really dramatic on the excess death rate and, quite frankly, the injuries, right? I mean, 292,000 more women under the age of 45 with breast cancer. There's a lot of those things out there. Um, what's so shocking is is we had just over 3,000 people die on 9-11 from 20 people, you know, from around the world. Um, you know, there's more than 20 involved in this, and the numbers are in the millions of people dead, along with tens of millions injured. And, you know, some people are going after the data like he was talking about. Albert Dowd is, Kelly is. They're going after the data to try to prove it. But, boy, there sure isn't any intensity on solving the problem or holding people accountable. It's really, really amazing. It is. We, we you know, we have all sorts of how should I say this, Steve, causes everything from let's get rid of the Second Amendment because of gun deaths, let's do something about school shootings. I mean, on and on we go, and yet this is not being talked about at all. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that, you know, it's like a patient who or a non-patient who has chest pain. You know, they don't really want to talk about their chest pain because they're afraid of what they're going to find out. I think there's a lot of people out there who have strange things happening to them. I mean, when you look at dermological stuff. I mean, you just look at that alone. It's up 138% over the way it was in 2019. So we're talking about injuries, diseases, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, all kinds of stuff on the the skin that's just being really, really crazy in terms of the growth rate, let alone cancers that kill you and everything else. I mean, you know, if you're a patient today, I've seen and heard of so many cases of prostate cancer death and, you know, prostate cancer is brutal. I mean, it is an absolute killer. But the rate of it and the rate of young breast cancer is just way beyond anyone's understanding to the point where there should be a global effort to figure out why so many young women are getting breast cancer. And there isn't. No, it's it's because, well, you and I know why, why it is because. I mean, the reality is we're going to sweep this stuff under the rug. We're going to blame it on everything we possibly can. We'll never admit that this actually came from uh, either the initial jabs or even the current ones we're getting right now. What I found interesting in that particular uh, audio that I played is it, it almost sounds like if you got one shot and then decided not to do any more because of whatever reason, you now have even a higher percentage of issues, death, if you would, than if you got multiple shots. That one I find confusing. Why is that, Steve? Yeah, and I I think there might be an anomaly there because let's remember what really happens here is you get a shot. In fact, there may be many people who get one shot don't get a second one because of the way they reacted to the first one. Right. So depending on what the batch was, how much aluminum or mercury was in it, I think aluminum in this case, your body's going to react. And so for the people who get myocarditis, who get neurological degenerative diseases and other things, 
a lot of them react after that first dose. It doesn't take two doses. Okay. So I don't know whether there's a statistical anomaly in there or not, which is basically says the guys who get one don't take a second one because they had a really hard time with the first one, and they end up having excess death because their body overreacts. They have a cytokine storm. If you remember way back on the very first radio shows we had about this, we talked about a cytokine storm, which yep. is really your body's immune system overreacting. And frankly, the vaccine manufacturers were trying to get this on the market, and they did everything they could to get your immune system to react. And by doing so, overreact, not because they had great antibodies to the virus, but they had great antibodies produced against the vaccine itself. And it just is, it's a tragic, tragic story. And we got to move this forward somehow and start to hold people accountable. We really do. And, and I know, you know, we're doing our part on almost a weekly basis to, you know, spread the word. I know a lot of folks are very appreciative of what we do here, and I know they're spreading the word as well. But yet, Steve, I know, uh, you know I had a, had a doctor friend this week that I talked to, lock, stock, and barrel with us, and, you know, is even doing some things in the boutique world when it comes to care. A lot of what you and I have been talking about, in fact, he may have him on as a guest here at some point, because he's very much in line with what you and I and Dr. Kelly talk about on a routine basis and is in the care business, much like Dr. Kelly, and fully agrees with everything we're talking about. Problem is, you know, he'll even say, listen, there's just not that many of me around that are talking about this. You know, me as in he's the doctor and very few doctors are talking about this. I actually was consulted with by a doctor who wanted to know what he should tell primary care you know, they, they oftentimes you get, and I get it from my own doctor, I get a message that tells me, you know, what to look out for, what foods to eat, you know, what current viruses are in the, you know, circulating around, et cetera. And I said to this doctor, I said, why don't you put out a message about how to choose when you need a vaccine? You know, and I don't mean just COVID, I mean any anything, vaccine. right? You know, how, to, how to look at your risk, et cetera. And he said, you know what, I'd love to, and I love your, your perspective on it. But he said, I'll get in trouble, and I don't want to get in trouble. So you first have that, right? You have this Mm. sense that they're going to get in trouble, whether that's still the same as it used to be. But I think you also have to go back to why is the origin of COVID so important? And I think if you you really dig into why people are trying to hide the origin, you can answer almost every question from there to why we vaccinated pregnant women, something we never did before, Mm. to all of the excess deaths. And, you know, that starts with, if you can prove what the origin was, and you know this week, you know, Fauci was in the news because there were emails between he and other scientists at the NIH, and he was asking them to write papers to prove, or at least to create a proof narrative, that it wasn't a lab leak theory. Well, why not? What, what if it wasn't? So what? What if it was a lab leak theory? Well, first of all, that means somebody in the lab screwed up. Secondly, right. that virus was being made to be more significant. That's what they call gain of function. So right. let's say it was a lab leak. Let's say the United States of America paid for the virus to be more transmissible and more deadly. That's what you get out of gain of function. Well, that opens a whole can of worms. I mean, if you, if you actually determine that's true, then the United States government, who paid for gain of function, is liable, in my right. opinion, right. to every country in the world. I agree. 
Well, every country, China and, and the United States. And bear with me here because I'm not trying to sound like I'm against any particular individuals, group of individuals, countries, or what have you. But I talked yesterday, Steve, in depth about capitalism, what it's done for the world, the fact that with capitalism we've had inventions, we've had a different way of thinking. We do things completely different as a country than is done around the world. I also am one that believes, and, and I think this is pretty pretty well stated, that very few countries, including China— Invent anything. Now, they may reinvent something that they've seen or something that they copy or something that they've gotten a hold of, but very seldom do they actually invent anything. And bear with me here. I don't think they have the ability to invent the virus either. I think because of us being involved, us being the U.S., and what we gave them to maybe then dovetail into is why we have COVID in the first place. In other words, without the U.S., COVID doesn't exist, in my opinion. I think that's absolutely right because they needed the $120, $140 million that was invested in gain of function just in Wuhan's virology lab, which probably was focused on the coronavirus. It's been, you know, talked about and, and even the, the vaccine related stuff was talked about back in the year 2000 around this virus. So it's been worked on a long time. We might find out that there was hundreds of millions yep. of dollars yep. spent on it. It's not that the Chinese couldn't do it. But the Chinese were smart enough to realize that if someone would pay them to do it, their military, according to the Chinese people who defected who were around that lab, around, you know, WIV there uh, in China, in Wuhan, those people said that the Chinese military was in charge at all, at all points of time. Mm. So if people want to blame the Chinese military, but the Chinese military was probably smart enough to know that if Tony Fauci and the guys from, you know, Echo, Echo Alliance we're going to step in and pay for it, that they would gain every technology that was created. Yep. They would gain the virus as a bioweapon. And in the meantime, someone else is paying for it, and someone else is actually responsible yep. for yep. it, which is the United States. All right, I'll leave it at that. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Steve House again with us, who's got a vast uh, experience and knowledge in this particular area. As you can tell, I'll get his credentials when we come back here in a moment. So don't worry if you haven't heard Steve before. We'll do that momentarily. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is next. Don't forget to ask about the Quiet Cool System. Find them at klzradio.com. When your air conditioning isn't working properly, you're sticky, hot, and miserable, and you just want it fixed fast. Absolute Electrical, Plumbing, Heating, and Air have the staff, vehicles, and inventory to do the job right, right now. Smaller companies often have to order parts or come back another day to finish, but Absolute has the staff to repair your AC typically on the same day. Even if you need an entirely new HVAC system installed, in many cases, they can do that by the next day. Absolute's highly qualified technicians also have best-in-class support back in their office in the rare case they hit a snag and need assistance. This means that you don't just get one tech, you have a whole team of techs who will help get your home cooled off without unnecessary delays. Right now, for KLZ listeners, Absolute will take off up to $500 for a full AC furnace install. Reach out to Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today at klzradio.com slash absolute and get cool fast. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical, Heating, and Air. For Dometris Mortgage, Kurt Rogers will answer all of your mortgage questions, 720-895-0500. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? 
Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS, 298-191, regulated by DORA. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. So, Steve, as I said a moment ago, give everyone your credentials, given the fact that there's always folks listening maybe for the first time, or there is always folks listening for the first time. Let them know who you are, please. So I have been in healthcare for 40 years. I was a biomedical engineer originally. I have been around clinical medicine as part of what I've done. I've worked you know, in hospitals and around hospitals most of my life. I've been around doctors for a long, long time. So while I'm not a physician, I have done a lot of work in clinical medicine. I have a lot of you know, background in studying things. I was also on a COVID task force for a while. So I understood that. I've been on an opioid task force in my life as well. I've just had an opportunity to talk to lots and lots of clinicians and see lots of things in and out of hospitals related to medicine. And my credentials are, I know you and Dr. Kelly. That's about it. <laughs> and you're the smartest, what do we call you, the smartest uneducated man in the country? <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. All right, so given all of that, and, and I really want to dovetail back into this whole, you know, what happened you know, in the leak itself. And, 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 and by the way, I, I don't, I'm one where I don't, and I know there's other people out there, conspiracies, conspiracies and so on, you know, going around the fact that, well, it was designed to be leaked. It affected the 2020 election, blah, blah, blah. There was lots of things that affected the election. Was it just that? Now, was it used once it got out? Absolutely, Steve. I believe that wholeheartedly. Was it leaked on purpose to affect just the election? I personally don't feel that. I don't know that there's any proof of that even. I don't know if there ever will be. Now, once it was released, again, was it used accordingly? Absolutely. Uh, you know, shut down economies. It generated all sorts of debt. It's got us now, you know, $32 trillion as a country. I mean, all sorts of things dovetailed into it and definitely got used to the utmost to really control people. But was it released on purpose? I don't believe so. I don't think it ever was was finished to the point that they wanted. I firmly believe this was a bioweapon in development, never got fully finished. I think my, my proof of that, frankly, common sense-wise, tell, tells me that because it affects different people differently and even different people's groups differently from others, I just don't think it was ever finished. Yeah, it may not have been. I, I think the responsibility part, though, comes back to the fact that um, they were working on creating an airborne pathogen Absolutely. that would kill, kill people. That Absolutely. People. You know, blame them for letting it leak out or not leak out. When you're at a level five, level six lab, like Wuhan was, like Fort Dietrich is in the U.S. and others, I mean, you cannot let something leak out. I mean, that's just yep. unbelievably irresponsible, let alone the idea that the reason why Tony Fauci and Echo Alliance 
you know, went to China was because it was illegal to do it in the United States of America. That's right. So, it, you know, been illegal under Obama, Obama, by the way, we should remind everybody yeah. that under Obama. They made it illegal to create these bioweapons. So what did they do? They went out to another country and did it anyway. And they did it in, in, in junction with what is our number one enemy worldwide. Who, you know, we don't yep. know what happened to the original strains, what happened to the gain of function pieces of it. We know that the virus mutated and became much, much weaker to the point where a vaccine is irrelevant at this point. They're irrelevant all along, but certainly not now with the death rates. Right. And yet they let this thing leak out. I mean, it's absolutely crazy what happened. Okay, so backing up and, okay, let's just say COVID didn't happen. You know, that wasn't released. We're still developing and so on. Number one, it's done over there because it's been, it's against the law to do that in the United States of America. What and I'm going to sound very simplistic here. I think I know the answer, but I want to hear what you have to say. What benefits a country in having a weapon like that? Well, first of all, it may not be a country. Let's let's start with one other theory that parallels that. I mean, in reality, mRNA vaccines and the mRNA platform, um, including patented vaccines against COVID, were developed before COVID was released. True. People will say, I mean, it, it's just like looking at anything in the media right now. You know, Robert F. Kennedy and, and uh, Jordan Peterson, their their YouTube podcast was taken down because of his theories on, you know, how a vaccine is effective. So there's more than one way to censor people, right? So you got scientists who are, are trying not to let people know what the truth is because they gain from financially and otherwise from things happening. But here's the theory. If you knew that you had a vaccine that would have an effect on, or at least would have an apparent effect on, a virus, and you release that virus, and it would generate billions of dollars. And I mean, tens of billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars worth of vaccine-related sales, and that there's a whole bunch of people, although a fairly small group, a bunch of people who would benefit like that. Was it a country, or was it simply a rogue group of people who were working for pharma mm. who decided that they wanted to make money, and this was a good idea to do it? Mm. Good point. No, that no, that, that is a, I mean, a co- Yeah. No, that's a great a, point. A country might do it. A country might do it if they wanted to, like, take out another country by, you know, if you, if you were China and you could put the virus in the United States. And there was a theory back then, John, I think we talked about this. There were three guys, three Chinese guys arrested in Detroit, Michigan, carrying what people thought was an unknown virus when they flew into Detroit sometime in the fall of 2019. They were arrested. They were detained. I don't think anything that they had got out into the public. But that may, in fact, have been an attempt to bring the virus here, release it into the U.S. population, cause a lockdown. And then economically, the United States, you shut down the United States, two things happen. Is one, we're not part of the production in the world, so people who produce oil and gas and other things that we produce have an advantage. But the other problem is, is that the United States is also a huge consumer. So you would shut down some of the consumption protocols. China, on the other hand, would be supplying Russia and Europe and everybody else in the U.S. would have to sit on the sideline. There's a lot of reasons why you might do that. Mm. All right, let's move on to you came up with a list, if you would, of Steve's COVID recovery plan. And by the way, not recovery as in you get COVID, but as in a country uh, a country's approach to this, I guess I should say, is, is the way that you're looking at this, correct? Correct. Uh, you know, my thought process is if, if, you know, a Republican was elected president of the United States in 2024, and I'd like to see that, of course, um, but anybody that stepped up, I don't, I don't even think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. would argue with this, that, you know, if you did the following, if you did these things on this list, it would help us move past COVID. Yep. Um, because in, unless it, unless we move past it, 
I mean, the, the concept this week of was the Amish community affected by COVID yeah. yep. the same as every other community, right? So you find all kinds of articles that say there was as many deaths in the Amish community as there was anywhere else. I think that's true. I don't think that they, I don't think the Amish communities were immune from getting COVID. What I think they were immune from was excess deaths caused by the vaccine. Right. Because they didn't end up getting the vaccine. But right. you can you can find all kinds of articles like that. So if and until you get people to hear the truth and to make decisions based on the truth and to understand the truth, you're never going to get us past this because people are going to speculate forever. They're going to see yep. these strange 500% increases in mortality. Yep. And they're going to wonder what the hell happened, and they're just going to speculate. So I think we have to address the issue is what I'm saying. And and I know this is not necessarily on your list. Uh, we'll get to the list in just one second. But I think one thing that I would put at the top of the list as, and I know this is going to be tough, even, even as a president of the United States, but you've got to get media on the side of giving the truth to all of these things that have gone on and what will happen in the future unless we deal with this, you somehow, because my point with this, Steve, is if you don't get mainstream media to help you put this message out, the message isn't going to go anywhere. It's true, and I think that's, you know, one of the things that I think we've really struggled with is, first of all, the government itself does not say much to us anymore. I mean, the Biden administration is a classic example where, you know, they just give us hardly nothing from the podium, from anything else, so... You know, the government should be, when it's in charge of things, should be a very informative source, and it's not. And, of course, what they do get, the media decides what to do with it. I mean, that's why the rise of alternative media has become strong. So you're right. Either the government has to do that, media has to follow that lead, or there has to be an alternative media that brings it to the table. All right, so let's go to number one. And I got a text message a moment ago, and we've been over this many, many times on this program. We call the shot a vaccine because it's like calling Kleenex Kleenex. We know it's not necessarily a vaccine. It's mRNA. Uh, It is not the same. I fully understand that. We've all talked about that at nauseum on this program, but because of, again, Steve, the fact that everyone out there, it's like a box of Kleenex. Yes, it's facial tissue, but we call it Kleenex because that's what it goes by. So I know that Kleenex, when I'm looking at a box over here, by the way, that's generic, I still call it Kleenex because that's what we use as terminology. So I, you, Kelly, all of the rest of us understand that it's not a vaccine. It is mRNA, and I know they're not one and the same, but that's what we use as a terminology, Correct. Yeah, and, and the, the way to look at it is, in fact, it was so far off of what a vaccine was supposed to do when they created it, they actually changed the definition of what a vaccine is. Correct. So that it could be incorporated, right? I mean, vaccines were supposed to prevent transmission. They were supposed to, you know, prevent death. You know, in, in many cases... Yeah, essentially at a, at stop transmission and, and basically make sure people don't get that particular bug, if you would. That's correct. That's correct. And, and, then, and so stopping transmission was taken out of the equation, yep. quite frankly, way earlier than anyone was willing to admit that they didn't stop transmission. That's right. All right. No, also a lie on the part of the government. You're number one. Let's start there. What's number one? Stop all COVID vaccine use, period. Stop all mRNA use until they're, and only if they're proven safe, because we're seeing mRNA be brought into the RSV vaccine category. Yep. Um, and even RSV is considered to be um, a drug this is shot is a drug, but they're also calling it a vaccine. And, you know, they're, they're actually vaccinating infants. And we've seen, yeah. you know, situations where infants die from the vaccine and they virtually never die from the RSV itself. So why would you vaccinate them? Well, the answer is you, you vaccinate them in theory to reduce the impact, the symptoms of getting it, but along the time it takes for the infant to stop coughing and the different things. 
in reality, you're risking their life mm-hmm. to do that, where virtually all of them survive. They all recover. Yep. They all come out of it. So that's one of the reasons why you've got to stop our mRNA. Plus, we obviously had the big situation in the Philippines, you know, back in 2018, where some of the mRNA technology did the same exact thing. They had vaccines, they called them. They put them into the system. People's re- bodies reacted because they had metals and impurities and mercuries. And they thought they had a great efficacy level, which was nothing more than a reaction to these impurities put into their bodies. And 880,000 children's immune systems essentially collapsed and they're dying at rapid rates from then until now, all the way until that group of people actually is gone. Wow. So you can't do this. you got to stop it. All right, number two. Confirm the source of COVID so that countries around the world can hold the originators responsible on behalf of their people. And I think, regardless of the fact that I'm a United States citizen, I think the United States needs to be held responsible, just like China does. They together created it. If there are other people in on that who are paying for the gain of function, they need to be held responsible. I don't know what that accountability profile looks like, but I I sure believe that the United States should be paying a price for the actions of those folks who took U.S. taxpayer dollars and created this. Yeah. I, by the way, I can't disagree, mainly because of what I said earlier. This would not have happened without us, period. I believe that sincerely. Yeah, and you, and you, if you admit that you made a mistake, I mean, there's history tells us, you know, great leadership, political or otherwise, does better if they admit their mistake, yep. apologize for it, instead of covering up. They say that the secret is, is worse than the sin. Yep. And that's almost always the case. And in this particular case, there's a bunch of secrets yes, there that is. aren't very good secrets that are covering sins that just need to be put out in the open so people understand. Number three. Discontinue the use of bad drugs that took advantage of COVID, um, COVID fear, and they're like Paxlovid. Paxlovid, we know today, if you take it, and there's still people taking it, there are people sometimes whose symptoms are bad enough that maybe they should take it, but in reality, it increases your risk of getting COVID significantly. Yeah, I mean, yeah Joe Biden proved that himself. Yeah. I mean, so taking that drug, I mean, we've got to the point with COVID where it's weak enough that unless you have a seriously weakened immune system itself, and I still don't know if that's even good enough criteria with how bad this drug is, that you should be able to survive the COVID and yep. move your way forward. Yep. I mean, if your body is really, really weak, if it's not COVID, it's going to be pneumonia or the flu or something else that kills you. Yes. So yes. don't make it worse with Paxlovid and some of those drugs. Yeah, if you're in that bad of shape, there's a lot of other things out there that are going to wreak havoc on you as well, not just COVID. So, and, and by the way, if that's if there's folks out there listening that are in that condition, please, please, please do whatever you can. Lose weight, get in better shape, get your immune system built up. Again, Steve, a lot of the, you and I were talking about this all the way back in early 2020, March of 2020, uh, after looking at the data, the reality is if you are a healthy adult, even over the age of 70, but very healthy, very active, keep your immune system up. The, you know, the chances of you having huge, huge risks from COVID were just nil. They just weren't that high. Still aren't. I know they're not. And they're getting every single time we have a mutation, it gets, it gets, yep. it gets easier to, yep. to survive it and, and less and less of an issue for a vaccine. Number four. All those involved from the U.S. who lied to the American people and to Congress about the virus and the vaccines responsible to include fines and jail times. This can never happen again. If you're out there creating gain of function, and we know Echo Alliance got another contract, bunch more taxpayer money, they're doing gain of function, probably in China, on some other version of a variant. Because again, if you can make people afraid of something, yep. and then you have the only solution to resolve their fear, 
they'll pay you You're a king. bunch of money to take it. You're king. I mean, you are the king. That's right. You are the king. I mean, we saw, in fact, this was, it was just an insane story, but way back in, I think it was March of 2021, for the first time, a entire community, and it did happen to be an Amish community in Pennsylvania, had herd immunity. So before the vaccines were even really there, herd immunity proved that it was effective at stopping this virus. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's mutating, et cetera. People who denied those stories, people who suppressed those stories, they're as guilty as anyone else. Agree. I mean, people need to have the facts. Agree. I mean, people who called ivermectin a horse tranquilizer, yep. it was not built as a horse tranquilizer. It was built to deal with parasites for human beings and has done wonderful things in Africa. Why they told those lies about it and then penalized doctors. Those people should be held responsible. Fully agree. And by the way, I think even some of the media, like the Rachel Maddows of the world that got on air and talked, you know, like an authoritarian on the fact that if you take the vaccine, it's going to stop. Those those individuals not taking it, they're just a bunch of buffoons. They're the problem, blah, blah, blah. I think those individuals need to be held accountable as well because they didn't have the facts to back that up at all. I know. And I think some of them you could probably prove that, you know, they were basically in echo chambers where, you know, they had editors and other people saying, hey, the best information we have is like Sanjay Gupta when he went on Joe Rogan. Right. And they were talking about some of the misinformation about ivermectin. And he's like, you know, Joe's like, Sanjay, I mean, you're a doctor. You have people on your network telling people that ivermectin is a horse tranquilizer. It can kill you. You shouldn't take it. It's one of the 50 safest drugs of all time. It's an antiviral. It's obviously had a positive effect. We see that in retrospect. What do you have to say for yourself? And he said, we were wrong. I'm like, well, Sanjay, you knew all along. I right. mean, you were a physician. Right. You had to know all along. Right. But yet you let that narrative go out there because the, the CNN, the network, wanted to have a narrative that helped them continue to create fear. It sold a lot of TV time, a lot of commercial time. Mm. when everybody was watching the news trying to figure out what the hell was happening so they didn't die. That goes into number five, by the way, so just keep going. The U.S. government and medical agencies must issue an apology to all the brave doctors who work to find ways to treat the disease that were held in contempt, fined, and lost their license. I'm going to add something else to your list, by the way, and compensated. I want to add something to that. They should also be compensated, Steve. Yeah. I mean, I, I reference, you know, reparations in another note I sent to you. It's, you know, we're talking about reparations. Reparations, in fact, they're trying it somewhere in Illinois now. I think they're actually paying out reparations to people in the African-American community. I'm not a fan of the concepts, but the bottom line is, if you're some of the folks, Pierre Corey, Simone Gold, some of the people that Kelly knows really well, some of the people I know really well. Yep. Those, there were doctors that did two things. One was they got penalized and they were threatened and it was a continuous stream of letters and things. But the other thing that happened to them is they lost credibility. Yep. They lost credibility right. among their patient base and all those things. That's right. It's hard to get that back even though they were right because no one will tell them they were right. The U.S. government will not say a darn thing, neither will state governments. Because that would admit the government was wrong, and they just don't feel like they yep. should do that. And yet, we as Col- I read this yesterday, FEMA gave Colorado yesterday $145 million in additional COVID relief funds to go off to you know pay some of the nonsense we've already done. Frankly, Steve, those types of monies, given the fact they've already been earmarked, that money is already out there. That should be used for what I just said, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, there's a ton of money out there for that. I mean, there's there's still people who are trying to get the last of it in, you know, to put into the healthcare system. But the other thing people forget is if you had COVID and you had to go to the doctor, once Obamacare hit, back before Obamacare was here, we were paying about a grand a year, you know, for health insurance. Sometimes it was a little bit more than that. We had deductibles that were reasonable, you know, four or right. five hundred a year. Now we got people paying, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand for their family 
for that, plus they're paying you know deductibles of five to ten thousand dollars. COVID being released costs the American people not only their jobs, their livelihood, sometimes their business, but also costs us a whole bunch of money in medical bills. That's right. And you know that stuff just wasn't fair because the government did that. Now, having said that, all the government's money comes from our taxes. So at this point in time, if, if any, if nothing else, the NIH and others who have all these pet projects out there, they should be giving up those pet projects in favor of yep. putting that money back into the system for patients to get care. Number six, force the vaccine companies to set aside large victim funds to pay for medical bills for those suffering from vaccine injury. And that is directly as a result of the fact that we know they lied. Yep. I mean, it's been proven over and over and over. Sure is. They did not produce a safe product. They have immunity, right? I mean, that's the beauty of a vaccine if you're in the pharma world. You can produce a vaccine. You do not have to have the same safety protocols or the safety studies done to get that vaccine in the market. So it is a panacea. It is a boom town mm. for somebody who wants to make money. You want to know why people are creating hybrid viruses that are really reactive and transmissible because the vaccine process is so much easier yep. than getting a billion-dollar drug on the market that why wouldn't they do it? Good point, which goes into number seven. Discontinue pharma-based incentives for government employees. Amen. You're, you're familiar with Dr. Hotez, who is, you know, Robert F. Kennedy wanted to debate on Joe Rogan's show. That pool is up to $2.6 million. He will not debate him. Most people won't debate Robert Kennedy, not because I'm a Democrat, but the guy's pretty darn smart, and he has a, he has a reason to be debating. He knows what he's talking about. Um, by the way, in the Amish community, you don't find Alzheimer's like you do in so many other communities. It's not non-existent, but you know, it's 1 in 10,000, and you're, you're in my generation. It's 1 in 22 males wow. today. That increase is directly related to a massive change in vaccine policy, in my opinion, mm. uh, based on those populations. But you know, in, in this particular case, Hotez, who won't debate, a lot of those guys that work in the NIH who work around this, they're part of the patent based on the total number of sales they get royalties. They can get paid up to 150 grand a year forever. Wow! Not just their lifetime, but their wow. children's lifetime and beyond. Right, Amazing. as long as they sell the drug. Amazing. That is not right. We nope. shouldn't have it. It is not. No, they are government time. workers. They work for us. We are the taxpayers. We are funding that. They should not be reaping anything as far as I'm concerned. We are paying them to do this. This is a part of the job they signed up for. Once it's developed, done deal. They should not get another dime. No, they should not. And in fact. I mean, I want them to develop good treatments, good processes for solving problems in the United States. But at the same time, you know, the, the, the windfall should be that they own stock in the pharma company. They invest their own money. Yep. Um, and they and, and I don't want insider trading, but they certainly shouldn't be getting money directly from pharma companies for the rest of their life because they help get through an FDA process that just doesn't work anymore. Number eight, and then we'll take a break. And then Dr. Kelly had one we wanted to add, but go ahead and do number eight. Set the record straight on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and yep. there's a reason for that. These are very, very effective drugs on the safest 50 drugs in history list, but they're also incredibly cheap. Yep. And Americans need to understand that a drug doesn't have to cost you a whole bunch of money to be effective. In fact, they also need to understand or they need to, need to push for, I want the pharmaceutical companies to produce products that are safe, effective, and reasonably priced. And they are not reasonably priced today. It is ridiculous Amen. how much money we spend for drugs and what their profitability levels are. Amen. All right, we'll come right back. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Keep that number handy. All your plumbing needs, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing will help you keep your basement flood-free with the right sump pump solutions. Hi-Fi can save you from water damage and costly foundation repairs. A sump pump replacement 
isn't an expensive fix, but putting it off can lead to more expensive repairs like flooring, walls, and mold damage. Basement flooding can also lead to eroded foundations or even cause your house to shift. With increased rainfall, sometimes it's necessary to install a second pump to handle the extra water volume. It's hard to tell if the pump is working on your own, so have High Five come out and take a look for you. As a valued KLZ listener, you'll enjoy a waived service call fee and $50 off the repair for a $100 total discount. So call High Five today at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing to schedule your visit. All right, all of your financial advice is in one spot. Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial. He can help you with whatever decisions you need to make. Find him today at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial has seen many of the things that can interrupt your retirement plans. He's like a coach. He'll look over your plan and use his 30 years of experience in retirement advisement to ensure that you're ready for any unforeseen contingency. Retirement plans can be derailed by any number of things. Mike Tyson once said, everybody has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Al has the experience to expect the unexpected. He knows that there's a 50% chance you'll need long-term care. And on top of that, a 25% chance that the care will last more than a year and a half. Your retirement resources must be able to handle these expenses while preserving your financial independence without burdening your loved ones. Al Smith will guide you so that you'll be prepared and help you analyze your entire plan to give you a peace of mind that comes with being ready. Schedule a short meeting with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today by going to klzradio.com slash money and be prepared. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. This is Rush to Reason, powered by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Steve House again with us today. We've had a great time so far. Steve, again, thanks for all the information and putting this list together. Dr. Kelly wanted us to add one to it, and that would be disallow pharma to fund research studies that are published in scientific journals and fully expose all conflicts of interest in the scientific literature. Another great one to add, by the way. Yeah, and there's probably about three things you have to break down here. So number one, the way a drug trial is normally paid for is the NIH itself funds a clinical trial because they want to see the efficacy and the safety of a drug before they pass it through the FDA process and get it approved for the market. Unfortunately, um, because of the way drug companies are, the NIH has less money or spends less money on clinical trials than they've ever done because the drug companies themselves will do it. Hmm. So why does the drug company do it? They do it because they want to get a million-dollar drug to market and if they have to wait for the NIH to fund and set up a clinical trial, it just is going to be too long for them because they're capitalists and they want to make money. So you do that. But in the meantime, when you fund your own trial, you get to pick the patients. You get to pick right. even the results. If you remember when Pfizer, when it was getting through the FDA approval process for Comirnaty, which we never saw in the U.S., and we still shouldn't have these drugs on the market given the, the rules on what an EUA is all about. Um, it should have been taken off the market. But anyway, when they were doing that, they asked for 75 years of moratorium on releasing any information on their drug trials, et cetera, because they didn't want to expose what they did 
what the results were and which part of the results they used to give the public information about safety and efficacy. Because you can choose, when you're funding the trial, you can choose what data you publish to back up your drug and prove it when you put it in the market. It becomes even easier when you have an EUA because an EUA shields you from liability. So that part is a really, really big deal. And then, of course, the third piece is you publish it in journals, and many doctors who have very little time to read actually just, you know, glance through journals or get, you know, little snippets of journals and say, oh, yeah, they said the thing is great. It works fine. It lasts a long time. Everybody should have it. They start ordering it without necessarily knowing all the details or having read the studies in, in detail to understand who created the study and what interest do they have in making me believe that this drug is safe and I should order it. Yep. I have one I want to add that I didn't tell you two about, but I want to finish off with this one. I also, for number 10, like round numbers as well, so number 10, I want to see government redo the food pyramid. In other words, tell people what they really should be eating, how to identify the proper things to eat and so on, and then start PSAs along those lines on getting Americans more healthy. We live in Colorado, at least I do. I know that you're not here any longer, but you know our area. We happen to be one of the very healthiest states in the country. We get a little bit immune to what things look like outside of Colorado, Steve, but I will tell you right now, we are not a healthy country. We do healthcare completely wrong. We do not help people when it comes to the preventive side of things very well at all. And I'd like to see that change also. Yeah, in fact, you know, it goes to all of what you said, then add one other thing. We take somewhere around 31%, 32% more drugs in this country than the average country mm-hmm. in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're taking drugs to solve symptoms, not problems. Um, they're making us even unhealthier in the yep. process. And you know, we saw that. We see, we see that with that statistic that the average 80-year-old in America has lost 80% of their lung capacity. Some of that's exercise. Some of that's just taking drugs for symptoms that make you fatigue True. stop you from getting out and moving around. I mean, we really should do a wholesale overhaul of the U.S. healthcare system yep. and the wellness. It's medical care and healthcare, healthcare. And by the way, we spend, you know, 20% of our GDP. We have a lifespan not equal to those who spend 5 or 6% because – the best of the world focused on exactly what you're talking about. And we, and we have, you know, you and I, you know me, and we're both on the same page here. I do believe as a country we have some of the best medical care in the entire world. People from fly, you know, people fly in from all over the world to have certain procedures done here, and I'm not taking anything away from our medical community. But to your point, Steve, it needs a complete overhaul in the way we do things. We have got to get more well as a society and stop relying on the medical community to make us well. They cannot make us well. They, they basically have crisis care. You know that, and I know that. It's crisis care today. It is not preventative care. We've got to change that. Well, you're making a great point here because I just literally interacted with a large health system in Florida today, and I said, guys, you've got to look at health care and medical care different. What we do have is exactly what you said. We have outstanding medical care, the best in the world. If you break, if you have a problem... Yep. If you need a complex surgery, heart, neuro, whatever it may be, the best care in the world can be here. However, if you want to live healthy with the right level of nutrition and fitness and you want to live a long life and a long lifespan, we're way down the list, way down the list. And that's and we're, what we're doing right now is we're paying a health care dollar, a medical care dollar. It's got a small percentage of it dedicated to health care, and it's just not getting used to effectively do anything because the rest of the system, whether it's foods and nutrition and high fructose corn syrup and rapid production of meats. You know, you get all these things that are really hard on the body, and we get old and we die sick. And unfortunately, we do that better here in the United States than we do anywhere else in the world. 
Yeah, and again, we're, we're talking really in a way, this, this keep in mind, when we started talking about this, I want to make sure I reemphasize this. This was really as a way, Steve, to, you know, what should talking points for certain, certain politicians running for office be? What should they be promising to the American people? Here's our list. Yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly on the COVID side. The other thing I would say about politicians right now is, and I know there's a lot of people with us here, as election season starts to ramp up for 2024, um, I am tired of investigations that go nowhere. Yep. I mean, if you're going to investigate whether Anthony Fauci lied about COVID or whether lockdowns were a really bad idea, you know, I mean, the guys in the J6 thing, I mean, they put those guys in jail so fast with so little evidence yet they can't find who dropped cocaine in an electronic yeah, bag yeah. Uh, in the White House. I don't buy that. I don't either. I mean, they, they're saying, by the way, John, they're saying they cannot let people like RFK Jr. and other people, are, you know, Pierre Corey, Kelly, and others, talk about the real effectiveness of vaccines or really what happened with COVID or gain of function. You can't do that because citizens of America will stop believing in the institutions of government. Well, I got news for you. We already stopped. Yep. The only way you can get us back is you've got to tell the truth. Yep. And you've got to right the ship and turn it around. That's right. They're not willing to do that. I agree. As long as they're not willing to do that, I'm not going to pay them to get elected to an office where they do absolutely nothing, including my friend Jim Jordan, who I've said to, Jim, you, I'm not giving you money until you actually arrest somebody or actually hold somebody accountable. Just coming on the news every night telling me stories is not enough. I cannot disagree with that, Steve. We have got to start, to your point, you know, it's in, it's in one of your points, we have got to start holding people accountable. If we don't, to your point, we're not going to get to trust the American public back, and we've already lost so much of it as it is. I, know, I mean, you've got a new mayor of Denver coming in, what, next week? You yep. know, Mike, I know Mike Johnson. You know, I, I, I consider Mike to be a pretty good guy. But if he stands up and starts to tell people that he can fix Denver's problems as the mayor— uh, he can influence them. He can start to get things moving in the right direction. I mean, he's got to really take a shot at his predecessor who let it get to this point or how the city council works. The same thing is true in every level of government. Yep. People have to start raising their hand and saying, you know what? We got this one wrong. Here's what we found out. We're not going to do it that way again. You know, you, you may not trust us until you see what we do next time, but we're never going to trust you if you don't tell us the truth right. right in front of our eyes. That's right. I'll leave it at that, Steve. That hour went by fast. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been great, and I've you know you know me. I love talking to you anytime. You're always welcome, sir. You know what? Let's have the audience make our list of ten things longer as we go forward yeah. in the weeks to come. If you want to add something to that list, I think we should consider Agreed. sending a document to the government at all levels saying this is what we need to believe you again. I'm in. I'm in, Steve. As right. always, you're, you're the man. Appreciate you very much, as always. And uh, I, I mean that. I appreciate Steve very much. He is the reason we do this every Thursday for this hour. I hope all of you understand that he was the brainchild behind doing this and having Kelly join us, Dr. Kelly join us, and so on. So I really, we owe him a, a I do personally owe him a debt of gratitude. So I appreciate it very much. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. All of your window and door needs, they'll help you out. There's always a special running as well. Give Dave a call today, 303 303- 3529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want you to fall prey to gimmicks like heat lamps. They want you to make a wise decision based on facts. Owner Dave Bancroft says making sure your windows are up to code and properly labeled is just the first step of the installation process with Veteran Windows and Doors. Dave promises their windows and doors meet the energy efficiency requirements, are right for your area of Colorado, and are correctly labeled at installation. The NFRC label is attached to the Energy Star label, and both must be energy efficient or you will not receive any of the generous rebates that are available to you. 
Also, you need a transferable lifetime guarantee on the windows and doors that you invest in for your home. And owner Dave Bancroft provides that peace of mind, too. Veteran windows and doors prioritize integrity over gimmicks. Because in the end, it's not about the show. It's about the facts. Go to klzradio.com slash window today for windows and doors that stand the test of time. Bruce Simmons, find out if a reverse mortgage works for you. He'll give you your exact scenario and tell you whether it's a good deal or not. Talk to him today. Go to klzradio.com. A reverse mortgage is not the impossibility you once thought. If you're properly prepared, KLZ's reverse mortgage expert, Bruce Simmons, can uniquely provide the expertise and advice that you need to eliminate your mortgage payment and do what you've always doubted could be done, give you more cash flow. Of course, you still need to pay your own property taxes and insurance, but eliminating your principal and interest payment will allow you to live a more financially comfortable lifestyle in your retirement. By calling Bruce to help you get this going now, you can move forward before additional rate increases take effect, and he can always help you go back and get more money when interest rates start to ease. Don't assume. Call the expert we trust for real and honest advice about your reverse mortgage. Call Bruce Simmons today at 303-467-7821. That's 303-467-7821. Or schedule online now at klzradio.com slash reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. KNR Home Transitions, all of your real estate needs, one-stop shopping, two for the price of one. Find them at klzradio.com. You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions, and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions and let them partner with ReUp to handle the updates without paying a dime up front. ReUp will remodel Model your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Cat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. KR will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about KR Home Transitions and RIA. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, that's it for this hour. If you missed any of that or you want to hear those top 10 things that Steve put on his recovery plan, just go to RushToReason.com. You can listen then or listen again between 6 and 7 p.m. tonight. Hour 2 is next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.